The following is a special on location edition of Higher Journeys. Is there a veil between this world and the next? And if so, is that veil finally thinning? That was the question I posed to international renowned psychic medium John Holland while sitting down on location at the Moth and Moon Studio in Bedford, New Hampshire. But that question was just the tip of the iceberg. We covered so many critical issues surrounding the idea of the spiritual, psychic, and intuitive realms. Why does it seem that more people are becoming psychic or intuitively inclined? How do we actually know if we've been in contact with the other side? And is technology bringing the spirit realms closer to us? These are just a few of the questions I asked John during this most candid and somewhat unusual discussion. At the end of it all, John maintains his position. We are all psychic at our core. But as he puts it, the price of sensitivity is sensitivity. Here's more of what he had to say. You know, John, you have spent the better part of two decades, I believe, Mm -hmm. helping others learn about themselves, learn about their loved ones who have crossed over in spirit. Uh, And that's a big thing. I know you've helped so many people. But, you know, today I want to talk about something called the thinning veil. You and I have talked about that. Mm -hmm. And we agree that there is something going on in which people are becoming more intuitive and maybe more psychic. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, It's a very interesting time, I think, for a lot of people. This is really what I want to focus on today. Sure. So before we get into that, let's talk about that term. Some of us have heard it, the thinning veil. What what does that mean to you? What does that veil denote for you? Well, I think it's the, there are, I teach, I teach and I write about, I think there are different levels to the spirit world. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's this dimension and then the higher dimension where, you know, the spirit world which vibrates at a higher frequency. So is it really thinning or is our frequency getting higher? We're able to reach it. See, so interesting. That's an interesting thing. Right. And I think that uh, more and more people are becoming more and more intuitive. And I think because of the way the, the, the world is going, the earth, and I think... Well, let's it, talk about that. Let's yeah. elaborate on that. Because, sure. you know, there's scientists that are, that are talking about the idea that the magnetosphere is changing, maybe even diminishing, and maybe the poles are shifting. There's a lot of controversy around that and what's actually happening. But from a cosmological or planetary standpoint, because I I think I want to, let's stick with this, whether it's thinning or we're getting closer to it. I happen to think it's diminishing, but that's just, I guess it's just a perspective. Right. Cosmologically, is there something happening there? I mean, we've talked about the frequency raising on the planet and thus ourselves. What, yeah. what, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm only about? going by, I, I mean, when you, I don't know, I can't go into this. I'm not a scientist, but I notice by my classes that I teach, whether it's psychic development or the unfoldment of someone's mediumship, more and more people are coming in here. And I'm just noticing more and more people saying their spiritual light is opening and their mm-hmm. intuitive is like on. And a lot of people, they can't figure it out. They're more sensitive. Um, I just think that maybe there is something happening around the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, How long ha- have you been hearing this from people? The past couple of years, I noticed that more and more people, like the past two years, I noticed more and more people will come into my classes. And, um, and I think they're becoming more intuitive. And I think a lot of people think I should be a psychic or a medium. Yeah, yeah. When in fact, you and I talked about this. Yeah. Okay, if it's meant to go that way, it'll happen. But I think that 
if you're becoming more intuitive or your spiritual light is being turned on, I think it's for you to use in your life That's right. to help you with your work, your relationships, your family. I think, I think, I think there's coming a time when I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a genetic thing or a biochemistry thing. I just our antennas are more sensitive now too. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, there's a lot of outside activity now around the world. There's a lot that's happening. So I think we're becoming more sensitive to it. So it's good to take a psychic class so you learn learn to you can shut it off and you know turn it on and turn it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you and I did talk about that, John, and you had mentioned that all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but it seems like more people more recently are taking mediumistic classes. And you right. said, if you don't mind me saying on camera, right. John said vehemently, not everyone is a medium and right. is going to be. Why don't, let's talk about that. What is a medium? How and, and how would you delineate a medium from someone who is psychically yeah, inclined? I can, right. So there's, there's, there's psychic and then there's mediumship. And for mm. people who, some people don't know the difference. Right. So a psychic is someone or an intuitive or sensitive. There's someone, Alexis, who they're picking up information about you from your, your aura, your energy. So a psychic can go in there, see where you were, your present, and maybe your potential future. Because I don't believe that the future is set in stone. I think mm. it can change. So a um, psychic is getting the information from you, your aura, your energy. A medium is somebody who's different. They're getting the information directly from the other side. So a psychic perceives, a medium receives. That's very important. See? So say, there that, is a, say that again. Yeah, a psychic, a psychic perceives, a medium receives. But can't you be both? You can be both. You can be both, but there, not every medium is psychic because you need the psychic faculties to do this, but not every psychic is a medium. So every medium is psychic, not every psychic is a medium. Some people can go back and forth, and I believe some psychics are touching the fringes of the spirit world, mm. but you, you have to learn, can you stay there? Can you sustain that kind of energy to, to become a medium? It's, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a lot, a lot of work. And you consider yourself both, right? I, I, I started off psychic, and then people on the other side started showing up two years into doing psychic work, and then it hasn't stopped. And I, pref I, I trained myself how to hold the energy, how to notice when people on the other side are coming through, um, to give validation. And I'm all about the evidence. I trained in England for this. I sat in circle mm -hmm. for two to three years. So I don't think, and uh, I, I think that we all have the potential. Uh, to touch a spirit world, but if you think about it, some mediums are born with the potential to be mediums. They'll get it easier taking the classes. They'll get it. They can do it. And but someone who may not have as much potential doesn't mean they can't be a medium. It just means it's a lot more work for them to train to get to to get to that spot. As I'm listening to you talk about this, John, you're talking about a. a a psychic perceives, a medium receives. receives. So you. It's almost, I, I look at a medium as being literally a conduit between this world and everything else. And right. I, I say everything else sure. because I happen to think that there are multiple dimensions, right. the spirit world and beyond. Oh, sure. Um, and yet you're hearing, I mean, remember, we're, we're really focusing on this idea of a shift. Right. Maybe I won't use the word thinning veil, right. although I think it's, it's apt for me for some reason. I, I've used it before. But you're hearing about more and more people. I know I'm taking stories directly from people that are talking about sure. uh, the spirit world. I don't know if they're going to them, if the people are going to the spirit world or the spirit world's coming to us. Well, but there is seemingly more of a direct connection. I can tell you a story right now of a, a friend of mine who's uh, a relative recently passed and their uh, sibling uh, had some phenomena that would, that would um, I don't want to say prove, I'm very, I don't like to use that word, but some intimation that that 
relative that passed on was definitely in that person's presence. Sure. Uh, so I'm hearing more of that now. Right. So I guess not, not to play devil's advocate, but could we be becoming more mediumistic by nature of what's going on cosmologically or planetarily? Well, yeah, uh, but okay, we could become more mediumistically, but it's like playing a piano. You can learn to play, but are you going to become a pianist? Right. It's a lot of work to be a medium. It's a huge right. responsibility. A conscious medium. Yes. A conscious medium. Right. But I believe that, like I said, when, when I'm doing this work, I teach my students too. You raise your energy, and those on the other side lower theirs. Mm -hmm. And that's how communication happens. So with your friend, um, did they know this person? Mm -hmm. Okay, all right, who passed away? So maybe they're sensitive, and you know, but would it keep happening? Who knows? Right, I, I believe, and on demand. And again, that's why I say Exactly, conscious. and I think that those on the other side, I think they're learning how to communicate with us better, too, though. So it's not just this world. That is our real home, and I think that they're learning how to come through easier. But I think that we're becoming more sensitive, that we're picking up the emanations from the spirit world a lot easier. But you've got to ask yourself, does that mean you're a medium? Or you can right. just, or maybe you're just more connected to your loved ones. Right. Better. Well, here's the other thing, John. I'm smiling because I, I have to laugh at myself. Everybody that that's part of the Higher Journeys audience knows that I loathe labels. I don't like them. I don't like the word psychic. I don't right. like the word medium. Right. I don't like the word shift. I don't yeah. like. It, it's not that I don't like them, but I think that we tend to. Um, marginalize what it is we're talking about when we put place words right. on it. Sure. So maybe with the absence of the words, we can talk about the concept, right. a medium, a psychic. Look, I think that we are uh, innately connected, as you said, Absolutely. to the spirit world. Right. So something is happening. Something is going on. Here, here's something that I'd like to get into, because I think there's so many factors. Whatever is happening right now, and it could be a multitude of things, the digital world, technology, yep. you know what's coming to mind? You, you, you look at how technology is somehow playing in a very anomalous way a role in our ability to connect with what we call the spirit world. You're hearing, I'm sure you're hearing more stories about anomalies showing up on uh, devices. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, et cetera. And I'm wondering if you've ever explored the idea that the frequency that's associated, you know, with electronic, I mean, talk about electronic voice phenomena, right. EVP, mm -hmm. could there be, and the fact that there's so much of it now, and we're so enmeshed in it, sure. that that could have something to do with it? It, it could be. Um, I mean, a lot of people are getting phone calls from their loved ones. If your mom passed away, and then her phone, you know, you have her phone number on the phone, names are coming up, and then they answer the phone, it's, uh, it's static. But I always say also that I think it's easier for them on the other side to manipulate energy here because they're made up of energy. So there right. is a lot of ways that they can come through. But I also believe with technology, see, we have a difference of opinion, which is great for its good footage. Uh, what I think is uh, happening is I think that with everyone's, with the technology that we're having now, I think it's pulling us away from our spirituality. Not oh, sure. adding to it. I absolutely agree yeah, with but you. But they are coming through, you know, electronic equipment. I know. I couldn't agree with you more. Right. And just, just to make clear, what I'm really talking about more is the... The, the electromagnetic frequency that is emanating from the technology yep. is providing a conduit that's allowing Absolutely. the communication to come through. Yep. On the other hand, yep. and my audience also knows that I 
awful love-hate relationship with technology and the fact that we're so enmeshed in it right. is in fact taking right. our spirituality away so that's kind of a, a double-edged sword i yeah. suppose i agree with you yeah it's almost like when you uh, remember when phones were just these at home and you'd pick up the phone, you'd hear a party line going on the other side. So something, something is electronically happening. I yeah. think we're there, you know, and you know, those on the other side too, when they want to get a message to you, they're going to find a way to do it. They and, are. And, and I think technology is, is one of the ways because their energy and technology's energy, they can shut off lights, TVs blinking. So, so many times. Can you tell us a story or two about uh, occasions in which that happened uh, maybe for you or somebody that you were uh, involved with in terms of reading them or any stories that you know about anomalies with light fixtures I've heard many but I always love hearing them hmm well I always tell people because I'm really grounded with this worker I try to be if your light is blinking check the bulb <laughs> because some people be like that's my dad I'm like is the bulb loose you know what I check mean? It's like first. check the bulb for us. Uh, yeah. yeah, but um, I, I've heard so many stories. I really can't nail down one, but I will get. I will ask my audiences how many times um, I might have an audience of 400. Like I just did one in Dorchester, and uh, there was like 370 people there, and I was with Maureen Hancock, and I asked, "Is anyone getting a phone call from the loved one?" Like two hands went up. So it is happening more and more. But this, is there one story about electronics? Not that I, that comes to mind. But not even that. Just a story or an experience that rattled your cages. For someone that's been in this so long, have you ever ceased to be amazed? Uh, no. I mean, that's what that's what this is. What I, I mean. There's a lot of work with doing this, like I said. But I'm still amazed, which keeps me humble. Is um, if I'm on when I'm on stage and the. And remember, it's a three-way communication. It's not just me. It, it also depends on the audience, their willingness to be open, and those on the other side. People expect me to do the work. And I'm like, wait a minute, guys. It's all three of us. I'm in the flow, and it's a three-way communication, and everyone is on focus, and it's, it's going smoothly. When I'm doing mediumship, it's coming through me, not from me. That's right. So I get to step back and see it all in my mind. And so when I see it happening, especially when something's so accurate and evidential from them, I get blown away. I'm like, oh my God, because in my mind, I'm like, whoa, that was a good one. So mm. I, that's what keeps me humble. That's what uh, I'm still always fascinated about how this works. How this works. Yeah. But there's all kinds of stories. I mean, um, you know, there's um, ADCs, after death communication, yeah. where people are smelling their house filled with roses, yeah. or electricity is going off, or they're running into, uh, they're thinking of their dad, and this song comes on the radio out of the blue. So that's, I call those heaven's calling cards, and that's yeah. their way on the other side, giving you a big hello. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you're familiar with Bill and Judy Guggenheim's yep. work at Hello from Heaven. That yep. was one of the first re book reviews that I wrote when that came out. Yep. I think my review is still on their website. I do find that amazing. In fact, I wrote about that book in my book, Conscious Musings, in terms of uh, ADCs, I think they coined the term after death communication as right. an ADC. And one that I talk about is a telephone ADC. This is a story that was actually told to me about a woman who we met in Aruba on vacation and started telling me about her father who had died. And she was sure. on the phone with her sister talking about the father. All of a sudden, the phone went dead. And I call her in the book Lisa. And yeah. the phone went dead, so the communication was broken between Lisa and the sister and the father comes through to Lisa and, and says it's me it's me is that you Lisa and then the phone went dead again so again fascinating now my understanding is that telephone ADCs don't tend to be as common as others seeing right. visual signs and smelling right. uh, certain fragrances but what about in your estimation what what do you in terms of ADCs what seem to be most common dreams. for you dreams of course 
the hugging dream. The, I mean, my mom came to me after a year. I didn't demand it, but I was teaching a class, and she came to me in the dream. And I always say to people, too, if you see someone in the dream, I always ask, who's here has had a dream of a loved one? And a lot of hands will go up. I said, were they young? Yes. Was it a happy dream? Yes. Um, were they healthy? Yes. Was it a fast dream? Yes. Was it colorful? And they still remember it when they woke up. So those are the dreams that I believe is a real ADC. Mm -hmm. If someone is suffering in the dream, or you're crying, or they're crying in the dream, that's you work and do the bereavement. That's the remnants of the grief. Yes, but dreams are the number one way, because it's easy for them, because our conscious mind takes a step aside. And, you know, we're sleeping, and so they can slip into your dreams mm -hmm. to let you know, look, it's really me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the number one way. Are we, in some level, from, from your perspective, perspective, moving into the spirit realm so to speak. I mean, some people feel that we leave our bodies when we I agree. When I, we sleep. I wrote about, I wrote about this. Um, we, just like when you go to bed at night to get physical rest for your body, your spirit needs a rest. So it, go, it leaves your body. And you don't die. There's a silver cord. You're still connected to it. It needs to go back home to the spirit world to rejuvenate so mm. it comes back into your body because we always forget. Um, either technology is making us or taking us away from our soul, it's pulling us out, you're not meditating more. So you're a physical being and a spiritual being. Sure. So you have, you, you, you know, you can go either way. And I, I tell people, make sure you're, you're if some people take too, a lot of spiritual classes, like the people who are waking up intuitive or their lights coming up, they don't know where to go. They're a little lost. Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do? Take a class, read about psychic ability, read about your energy centers, um, but don't go too far with it. You're still a physical person. You know what I mean? So you can, some people go spiritual, 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 or people forget they're spiritual and they just stay here. You gotta, there's a balancing. I'm still learning to balance my physical life with my spiritual life. Mm -hmm. Maybe you too. I think we all are. Yeah. Those of us that are that have an interest in, in pursuing that part, we right. do. Well, you know, you think of the New Age circles, uh, particularly uh, years ago, that the whole goal was to fly out of the top of their head right. and go fly around, and that's the way it was supposed to be. Right. Now the conversation has shifted more to grounding. I mean, you're even hearing right. about the importance of earthing and grounding to remain focused, yeah. and yet still develop that uh, that physical that uh, spiritual proclivity, which yeah. we have. So it's just a very interesting time. It's I, well, look at kids too now. I mean, you know, there's a lot of kids with ADD, yes. uh, ADHD. Just talked about that. Uh, mm. You know, uh, Asperger's. So something's going on here. I mean, now, I mean, maybe when we were kids, maybe we were all like that, but we didn't have a label. We were just the quirky kid or something. But I think that... Um, I think the wiring in our system is changing too, though. I really do. And is video games helping kids? You know, uh, you know that's a whole other discussion. But I think it's. Uh, I think you know the fast pace and the video games and all that. I think it's doing something to the brain. I agree. Yeah. Our cognitive abilities have shifted for adults, children, and adults alike. Exactly. I'm smiling, John, because I just, as you know, just got back from Los Angeles to uh, to interview uh, a friend and colleague who came in from Australia named Mary Rodwell, and right. we spent uh, not the majority, but a good deal of the time in our conversation. Sure talking about uh, what we call the autism, the spectrum of autism, how right. common it's becoming, and is it a misunderstanding of 
what we are. Is it really a disorder or is it a new kind of human? Right. I'm not going to go too much into it because I want everyone to watch the, the show. But this is a big discussion. Right. Uh, what, what society is labeling as something being wrong may just be a, a gross misunderstanding of these new breed of children coming in who have a proclivity to be psychic, intuitive, right. telepathic. Some of them are even doing uh, telekinetic work. Yeah. Levitation. So, yeah, yeah I think you're, you're touching on something big. Well, I think that, um, when I, like, I'm not a doctor, so I can't, you know, I, I can't diagnose. But I think that kids are being born. I mean, um, I wrote this about in The Spirit Whisperer. They, uh, there's a whole new generation of kids being born. Yes. How do we know, maybe, we, I don't know if we'll know this in our lifetime, but how do we know the kids' wiring is not being genetically changed to prepare us for what's coming? Yeah. See what I mean? So I it's, absolutely it's, do. And you can yeah. get into a huge discussion with this with doctors saying, no, it's the synapses of the brain. There's a definite issue. I'm not a doctor, but something is going on because every kid. And do they need to be put on medication? Like I said, this is a whole other thing. I'm not talking about medicine, but they're dulling their senses as That's opposed right. to, you know what I mean? But like I said, maybe kids need to be on some of these medications. I'm not sure, but I see this all the time. Yeah. I don't know if it's a one-size-fits-all. Right. Neither of us Perfect. are physicians, nor is Mary. Uh, she, she actually is a, a background as a nurse, midwife, and right. RN, so she does have some idea. But she's talking to, I'm talking about Mary Rodwell, of course, incredible uh, geneticists and molecular is biologists. She? There you go. Um, some of them are also experiencers of non-human um, contact and their contention is unequivocally yes we are being or some of us particularly these new children are right. being genetically modified yep. uh, to have more of a, a, a natural link uh, or at least vis-a-vis -vis the modification to these realms right. uh, etc so know that this is a conversation that's happening at a very high level so I, I think I, you're onto something I just love that you brought this up because um, some people will touch about the you know the thinning of the veil or opening up here but no one's really gotten into it like mm -hmm. you're getting but I know when I had my automobile accident hmm. I had uh, a Kundalini awakening probably I had this energy going through my body it happened all at once I was intuitive as a child the accident awoke the abilities that I pushed away as a kid really yeah and so what I got from that accident it seems like slowly people are being more and more in tune I don't, yeah. but it, it, it is a, I can't come up with a definite answer but something is going on here we're becoming more sensitive to the uh, the the emanations that are around us and mm -hmm. some people they're picking up other people's problems yes uh, they're picking up other people's depression and they don't like what's wrong with me What's wrong with me? And I said, you know what, the next time you, most likely, most people know if they're, they're a happy person or, you know, uh, mediocre, you know, with their energy or they're just, you know, monotone. But if for some reason you wake up and you're just feeling out of sorts, mm -hmm. like what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Stop asking yourself what's wrong with me, but who, who is, is wrong with me? That's right. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've and talked it, about that. You could be picking up on a neighbor's energy again, right. uh, John. I. I don't think it's, I think I said this in the last show, it's not a this or that scenario, but a this and that and that. Again, we are being bombarded by influences, some in the physical world, many in the physical yeah. world, many in the non-physical world. Right. It seems like there's this convergence of, you could look at it as an assault or just, again, a bombardment of energy. And one of the things that's being talked about in alternative circles a lot is a bombardment of what we call EMFs, electromagnetic that's frequency, so, yep. coming from cell towers, exactly. coming from smart meters, coming yep. from this coming from that not to mention the fact that we're most of us wired to our cell phones right. so uh, 
certainly that's got to have some effect. Uh, it's connecting all absolutely. of us. Absolutely. When I was living in L.A., um, where you just came from, when I was living there many years ago, where my bedroom was, it was here with a small window behind me, a rectangle window, and behind there was a telephone or a power pole. So one day I was lying there, just coming out of sleep, and I swear I felt like waves, like vroom, vroom. Vroomp, mm -hmm. like a steady pulse and all I could imagine I was like what is this I think I was I think it was from the the, the tower that was behind me I, it was literally like waves coming into my body uh -huh. and, and I never felt it again but definitely and there were I, I tell to my audiences there are three kinds of psychics someone is open to the other uh, the vibrations around they have no idea like the people that are waking up now they have no idea that they're psychic they they can't go into malls they're very sensitive they have no idea shutting about the down subject. lights and watches and right they have yeah. no idea about the subject the second person is someone who's done a little investigation about psychic ability or they saw something but the third person is the person who knows that they're intuitive mm -hmm. that they know the psychic wiring or the, how psychic mechanism how their psychic mechanism work they study the classes, they learn about the energy centers, the aura, which is very sensitive too. So they're the master of it. So there's the person who doesn't know that what's happening, two, who's someone who kind of, then there's the third one who's the master. Because I'll have people say, John, there's people that come into me from the other side, and I don't, you know, and they're doing readings. And I'll say, because you haven't mastered it, you should be the master of it. It should not be the master of you. Mm -hmm. Or at a minimum, an agreement exactly. <laughs> between the two. Right. Master your ability so you're not open to the uh, vibrations. Because whatever happens is that they don't know the veil, or we're raising higher, we're going low, they're going lower. We're becoming more sensitive as mm -hmm. a society. And society does, and it doesn't mean necessarily to take a pill for it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But at the same token, I don't understand this because you're trying to develop your psychic ability well the price of sensitivity is sensitivity yeah so but someone who wants to be in, more intuitive they psych they're, they're intuitive and then they're like you know what this is i'm so sensitive this is part of the job you got you have to be sensitive right so but right. if they learn about the aura breath meditation and your energy centers that is the, this is I'm, my, I'm writing a new book, so I'm just towards the end of it, and this is the mediumship and foldman part of it. It's not just for medium students, for people who have lost people. How can they connect to the other side? Mm -hmm. So, and I'm telling them, you know, it's it's a slow process. Open up your soul, and you know, once you get that, learn about it's uh, the whole side. That side of the book is about knowing how the how your psychic and mediumistic mechanism works. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You don't have to sit there channeling uh, the word ohm. It's like you are the equipment here. This is what's making us more sensitive. It's our bodies. It's the energy. So there's a definite blending of the two. But good question saying what is going on. Yeah. 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 I think and it's becoming I think highly more intuitive. Absolutely. And who knows? We're in 2016. And I, I've seen this exponential rise, not only with other people, but certainly with myself. I mean, as you know, I uh, help to guide uh, individuals on a one-on-one -on -one basis to develop their intuitive abilities. Right. I do not read, but I help them identify their signature because I think there is a unique signature right. for everyone, including understanding whether you are clairaudient, clairsentient, clairvoyant, what, what's your proclivity. Um, but, John, so many people are calling me saying, Alexis, I had yet another synchronicity. I mean, and it's the gamut. It's not just exactly. loved ones in spirit. It's everything. Everything. Everything that is beyond the five right. senses. Yep. So there's no question. I mean, I can tell you about a, a chapter that, another chapter in my book called Is Paranormal the New Normal? And right. I'd like to get your perspective on yeah. that.
where I talk about a woman who had been washing dishes, pots and pans, had a dry pot with a lid on the stove that she had just finished washing, and all of a sudden the lid flew up and in midair landed by her foot. And of course she calls me up first. Right. <laughs> just, sure. What just happened? Yeah. And you have to, again, process of elimination first. Well, was it wet? And maybe it just, she was adamant that it wasn't. So that inspired that entire chapter. Is paranormal the new normal? Is it? Do you think it's going to become the new normal? Or is... Well, another person said, you know what, um, with this work, she said, um, she goes, it's, it's not woo-woo, it's wow-wow. <laughs> you see what I mean? So yeah. is it normal? Um, you know, I'm, I'd love to take the word para out of the word Me normal. Me too. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, this has been happening f for since we've been on the Ab planet. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? But we talk ourselves out of it. Like that pot, a scientist would say, well, because of the steam and the molecules and because yeah. it was under pressure, it raised and flew it off. Did it fly off or did it just pop off? The, you know what I mean? So it, it, we explain synchronistic events happening. Um, you could be uh, thinking of getting a new job switching careers and then all of a sudden you're in a store someone offers you the job that you just want the field you want to be in but most of us talk ourselves out of it alexis because we'll be isn't that weird isn't that strange no that's just so synchronicity is your soul's way of saying follow this path i call it the universe's way of speaking to you it's a it's a universal language absolutely Here's something and i know we're going to be heading to, to break shortly but something i want to ask um we have to be honest with ourselves. Yes, we are. Sure. It, we are indoctrinated from the time we land here, out of our intuitive abilities, right. and to rationalize anything that seems right. outside of the box. Do you think that there may have been a program, at some level, to do that to keep us from our power? Let me put you on the spot here. No, I think you I, don't. I think every kid is born psychic, and then around when they start school, what five, six, we're all born. You see a kid. They're right brain when they're born, very creative. They're That's dancing, right. they're screaming, they're coloring, they're painting. They're so what very happens? Creative. That's my point. We start school. We start school at about five, six years old. The left side of the brain comes in. That's right. The, we have to learn math, spelling, listen to teachers, following directions. That, so you're pulling away from the creative side and you have to start using the analytical uh, reasoning side here. And a lot of kids pull away completely from that. Other kids don't. So we're all born this way. But what I'm asking is that, when I say indoctrination, right. because education is a system, right. just like any other right. institutionalized, we yeah. well, you know, I might, I might, in another venue, argue that a little bit. The education system as it stands, I really okay. do not think is designed to, uh, for our highest good, sure. let's just say. So the question I'm really getting to, and this may come across as a bit conspiratorial, is, is the public somehow being purposely indoctrinated away from their intuitive ability because how on earth are you going to be able to control the masses if you allow them to be who they really are that's what i'm getting to well i think i think it's a brain thing like we start school and we forget but in you know in one of my books i also there's a whole list that i tell parents to you know if their kid is doing this best thing that you can do now is listen to your child That's if your right. kid is saying mom dad there's a old woman in my room instead of saying go back to bed you're dreaming or or be quiet stop lying or it's your imagination ask the kid what do they look like what is she saying what is she dressed like how do you know it's not your great-grandmother coming to visit taking care of the kid or looking in on the kid too mm -hmm. so the best thing parents can do because kids right now that are born intuitive 
They're meant to feel isolated. Okay, they're meant to feel isolated. Something's wrong with them. When in fact, you know, it's normal. Um, it's, it's if they have that gift, whether it's uh, intuitive abilities, like another kid could be have something that they could have a musical gift or an artistic gift or an organizational gift. But I think uh, I don't think it's um, I don't think people are purposely pulling us away. Life is. You know what I mean? Life is. But what's happening is it's not working anymore because. There are TV shows. This is more accepted now. There's more books. It's, it's not so woo-woo anymore. I mean, mm -hmm. you may have the person who's like, you know, and I've been dealing with skeptics this whole thing the, the whole time, but it, it's not really woo-woo. It's like we're on television. It's wow-wow. Exactly. We're in books, <laughs> um, and it's happening to people in their own families, too. Yeah. So something is definitely, but I don't know, is it we being purposely pulled away? No, I think school, not set out to do it, but if you think about it, Alexis, too, in the East... A lot of Asian cultures, they're raised going to school, That's right. but yet they're raised about energy centers That's and right. their body meditation. That's so. right, yeah. Well, I'd like to stay on this one for a little while. Sure. Uh, one thing I do when we, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I like to talk about the parents and how, how important it is for them to, uh, to nurture sure. this and get your thoughts right. on if you're seeing a, a trend in that direction. Okay, good. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right. What would you do if the beloved pet you had to put down only months ago suddenly showed up at your doorstep? Or you had a dream that your animal companion told you they would be returning to you? Hi, I'm Alexis Brooks, and after having my own amazing animal return experience, I've put together a compelling presentation called The Evidence for Animal Reincarnation, Clues, Characteristics, Confirmation, that include miraculous stories just like mine that happen to real people just like you. You'll hear powerful accounts of animals returning to their owners after they've died. You'll find out if you can actually encourage your lost pet to return to you and ways to learn whether they already have. Take a deep dive into the historical beliefs around reincarnation. Learn about synchronicity, intuition, and even dreams and how they all factor into this miraculous phenomenon. To learn more about this unique presentation and to purchase your copy, visit higherjourneys.com forward slash animal reincarnation. That's higherjourneys.com forward slash animal reincarnation. And maybe you too will witness the return of your animal friend that you've been so longing to see. You're tuned in to Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. And now, back to our program. John, I wanted to pick up on a, on a, a theme sure. that you, we had started down the road of, and that's parents right. and uh, the importance of their um, certainly not patronizing their children and not ignoring when they say, Mom, I saw, I don't know what, at the end of my bed. Right. And we know that, thankfully, there are parents that are open, and, and some of them are experiencers of phenomena themselves, sure. so they're, they're obviously a little bit more sensitive. But do you think there's been a more of a trend toward the openness, if you look back over your couple of decades sure. doing this work, or is it lateral? Parents being more open, that is. Well, I'm getting more and more, uh, like I said, as time goes on, I'm getting more parents asking me, my child who's three, four, five, what can I do? So it's happening to their kids, but I'm, I'm just so glad that parents are like, wait a minute, is this normal? Um, there was one um, woman who uh, saw me recently, and she, or she emailed me, and she said that her kid, um, who was 11, is waking up screaming, um, but... For years, she let him watch a haunting show 
on uh, television as a child. So that could be in there, you know what sure. I mean? Scaring the kid. But I always tell parents too, some of the signs first also for parents is um, they're very sensitive, kids who are intuitive. Um, they take on, uh, they can feel other kids' emotions. They get mm -hmm. very, very hurt. Mm -hmm. uh, they, can, they get very, empath uh, em uh, they're imp very empathic to other kids' problems. They, um, they commune with nature. Yeah. They fly in their dreams. Uh, they know what other people are saying. They're very creative. Those are clues. Um, but what can parents do yes. for these kids? First, if you, first of all, number one thing I, I said before, ha just listen to your child. Don't do what my family did, like, you know, something's wrong with you. Listen to your child. Is that what happened to you? Yes, that's what happened to really? me. Really? I was made to feel different by my own family. But this is years ago. It wasn't acceptable now. Um, but listen to your kid. Make sure your kid is in a, he has his own. Kids that are highly sensitive, they need their safe place. Mm -hmm. They need to be careful what colors they put in the kid's room. Red mm -hmm. is too vibrant for them. Mm -hmm. It makes them too active. Yellow is too sensitive. And I teach, and I t teach about colors in Psychic Navigator. I'd love to talk about that. Yeah. 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 Um, um, and don't become a stage mother with the kid, like, like, the, like you know, some of us do with pageants. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? If your kid is intuitive, you can encourage it, like you said, and how do you encourage it? You could play psychic games with them. There was one place called Bell Place of Light down in Massachusetts. I, I'm not sure if it's still opened, but um, she used a lot of American Indian uh, traditions. So American Indians would come in and teach these kids, and two kids, young kids, would sit with their backs together, and they'd have four or five marbles or crystals in front of them, and the other kid would have four or five crystals. So one kid would pick up the lapis, stone or the blue stone yeah. and the other kid had to pick up to see if it was the same so they're, they're teaching kids how to be telepathic to, sh to show them look this is normal you can use this in your life it's right. not just about so Agreed. I tell I t yeah so parents too it's okay to encourage it don't force it on the child my biggest biggest thing is let the kid be a kid, be a kid. That's let right. them be a child because I've had some mothers who say you know go ahead do it you know what I mean it's like when I was a kid I was born very creative, very artistic. Then my dad forced me to draw. Well, it took a love away from the drawing. Right. I can't draw an elephant on demand. You know what I mean? He'd be like, here, draw this. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. You know, it's a creative process. So listen to your kid. Make sure they're safe. They have a safe place, um, what the colors of the room are. And, and some people, kids who have sensitive kids, even clothes bother them. See? So something is going on there. So. Best thing a parent can do is listen to your child, and you understand how psychic develop, uh, how psychic ability works. Learn about the energy centers. Learn about the aura, so you can teach your child. They can work child. together. They, they can work together. together. And some kids that are like young, four or five. Um, my technique is now that I came up with is teach the kid about the energy centers. You don't have to get too deep into what chakras chakra system is. Teach the kid that we have balls of light here, and at night. You can be with the kids saying, let's turn down your lights so they're less sensitive, so mm -hmm. they, you know, that the outside world is not going to influence their dreams. So those on the other, they're not so sensitive or picking up the emanations from the spirit world. You know, I'm going to go back when you just reminded me, forgive me, audience, and forgive me, John, but I, I, uh -oh. for some reason uh -oh. I'm just stuck on this, the effects of electromagnetic frequencies in our immediate environment. I'm talking alarm clocks, obviously TVs, devices in the room. Right. Again, this is not my conversation. This is a conversation that is sure. quite ubiquitous right. in the, uh, the conscious community. And it reminded me, because as you're talking about things that can um, 
an environment that's more nurturing to a child, particularly in their sure, room, safe. where it's safe when they go into the dream world, right. we can they can feel pretty confident that it's not being uh, usurped or influenced by something else. So, sure. what are your thoughts about that in terms of? Uh, devices and all that I mean would would you agree that those types of things in excess in a room are not good for really anybody absolutely but, and, and could it, influence our dreams in right. not a good way most people before they go to bed at night and they, even even the scientists or the healthcare professionals they're saying also don't look at your phone before you go to bed because it wakes up your, the synapses of your brain and it gets your brain neurons going the bright light stop looking at your phone an hour before you go to bed right so most of us, I don't keep my phone in my room. No, nor okay. do I. I. Okay. A lot of people, and I just said this to my audience the other day, how many people have their iPhone or their phones right beside the bed? A lot of hands went A up. A lot of hands. I said, how many of you, the first thing you do is you reach for the phone in the morning, even before you get out of your bed, to check Instagram, Facebook, mm -hmm. emails, Twitter, text. A lot of hands went up. I said, do me a favor, everyone. Technology is pulling us away from ourselves too. Video games with kids, you know, uh, instead of, it's, it's pulling us out of our soul, okay? I mean, it's, the soul will always be there. Um, but some people, they wake up, they look at their phones. They said, before you touch the floor in the morning, before you reach for that phone, put your hands on your heart, your chest, and just say, Hi. Let your spirit come back into your body. Merge with yourself. Get, yeah. get You've been out all night. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, in your little spacey. So before yeah. you set your foot on the bed, um, you put your foot on the floor, put your hands on your heart and say, I'm a soul. Just take a few deep breaths. Blend back into your body. Become grounded. You could also say, okay, what kind of day am I going to have? Okay? And just, just take a few moments for you. But... So what I say, people, is instead of reaching for your outer technology, reach for your inner, inner technology. technology. High five. Yeah. I'm so that there. came to me, and I'm like, yep. out of the blue, or was it given to me? I'm not sure. I'm like, well, that's really good. Uh huh. And so some people get good. it now. So yeah. I don't keep my phone in there in my in my bedroom. I don't need to. Uh, I got. I go to bed to soft music, and also try not to have an alarm that's like eh, 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 one of those ones that right. jump out of bed soft come into come back into this yeah. earth plane it could shock Calm. the body absolutely come back into the earth calmly but think twice about looking at your phone before you get up think three times before you look at it before you go to bed i am such an advocate of, of not having any technology in right. the room. my husband and i neither one of us yeah. bring a device of any kind yeah. really i'm ready to throw the tv out the window. And I'm not putting but, down technology. It's no, no, no. But, but it's, you know, I write about this a lot. Right. And I just did a show on uh, where I talked about the, the incessant use of emojis and how that is really yeah. taking language away from us now. And now we're pouring our emotions into an icon. We've got an issue that we need, right. that needs to be dealt with. I love technology, but I set boundaries. Very, very outspoken on that, perhaps maybe, maybe too much. But yeah, I do think we need to take stock of of what role technology is going to play in our lives and um, you know you go out and everybody knows you know and, and my husband and I are constantly looking at people that are just doing this constantly well, I, and, and I know we're pulling away from the subject but you but not got, really yeah it's you go I mean these kids now too I'm not a parent okay so I'll put that out there first but the kids had a are, uh, everything is, is texting well how is that kid going to be in society yeah. face to face with someone they don't they, they're not they don't have social there skills there are problems that are already occurring in that regard and haven't you seen parents haven't you seen a family at a restaurant Chinese restaurant whatever restaurant it is 
nobody's talking to each other. The mom, the dad, and the child, oh, even the baby who's in the crib, the chair crib. The has babies an have iPad. the <laughs> And you see kids oh. now too with magazines. The kid, you see the kid doing this. The kid doesn't know the babies. They think that anything, you know. So it's like, and it's, it's, it's alarming. Our, it's and it's our responsibility to say, you know what? And there are some parents, you know what? They'll put the uh, the um, the a basket in the living room and say, that's where you, that's where it goes. You not take, you know. I love parents who say, do not bring your phone to the dinner table. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of those people. Yeah. Um, I'm not a parent, but I mean, even if it's a friend, and, and adults too, this isn't yeah. just about the kids, yeah. and that's what's a little scary to me. So, and you know, we're not really getting off the subject, John, because this all plays into, we're talking about the, the possibility of a thinning veil or a shifting paradigm, right. and our opportunity yeah. to become more, quote, psychic, spiritual, et al. Right. And if that's the case, then we also need to be talking about the things that may be inhibiting or preventing that potential. Yeah. And this is one of them. Yeah. I think for sure I could talk about the technology thing for a long well, we time. Well, you could be somewhere and remember back in our day when you left, you couldn't take a phone with you in the car. It was just like, you know, they had oh, an it was answer, too heavy. <laughs> at the answer machine in the, in the, at your home. And then, but you know, someone sees, um, they hear a blink in the text, they immediately, the brain goes, got to grab it. The phone. That's right. I, I've been. I've, it's, it happens with me too. So, yeah. it's, it does something to the brain. That's like it's making us ADD. Like, okay, squirrel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shiny thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a very, well. I will talk more about this um, in an, in another format. I, I, I do because I think it's important. Right. But I, I really do want to kind of get back, get us back to becoming more psychic. I was on your website the other day, a great site, by the way, johnholland.com. And um, you have a workshop that you do um, that uh, talks about where you help people learn to become more psychic or into, and or intuitively aware. But you say in it that there is a difference between being psychic and intuitively aware. Right. I don't know if we touched on that in the beginning or not. Not quite in this way, I don't think. It's the same, really. Intuition. Someone said, what's the difference is between... Is psychic the next level Yeah, I mean, intuition? like I'm doing a workshop with Lynn Robinson, um, Power of the Soul, and it's soul strategy. It's soul guidance and intuitive guidance. Lynn, I, I think intuition, people like, um, you can make your work, you can make intuition work for you instead of getting that hit every once in a while. Psychic ability is taking intuition and making it work for you, okay? So they're, the they're kind of the same. You know what I mean? But intuitively aware is learning you are psychic, doing something with it. So you're not getting that one off. Your intuition, when you, you, you can find out stuff about work, the right path. Your intuition wants to know where do you want it? What do you want? What do you need to know? So I try to tell people to, to be intuitively aware. It's like psychic ability. Mm -hmm. So there is a difference, but it's almost the same. Do you think there's certain times of the year when we're more psychic than not? When we're more switched on than not? And, and we're going kind of back to the planetary and the, the, the lunar, solar cycles, the equinoxes, the solstices. And there's a reason why I'm asking that. But have you, have you thought about that? No, actually. But days of the week, days of the month. No, I mean, the, 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 the veil that they say is the thinnest is between like dawn in the morning. That's, ah, that's, that's the time. Yes, that's when, that's, it's, it, I believe that. But I believe that, uh, I don't think the seasons, you know, for me, um, and I like it when I'm, in one, I'm around water because it's a conductor of psychic energy. I think for me, I'm a big, I love spring, I love fall. 
Okay, am I less sensitive in summer? No, but it's, uh, I think if you feel good, your equipment's good. Mm -hmm. So it's, what season do you like? Do you mm -hmm. respond? You know, I mean, in every, some mediums may be different. Or psychics say, you know what, I love working in the summer, I love working in the fall. But for me, when you're bought, with this air, it's, it's crisp, the leaves are changing, the so sun is out. So you're more lucid, you're clearer. Yeah. Generally. Yep. I, I feel bit, I feel really good. And when your equipment is good, your emotions are good, your ability should be on. Right. Yeah. Well, they say that I've heard um, that when you're not in a good frame of mind, you shouldn't, for instance, meditate because the meditation is going to be, you know, sort of uh, compromised because you're in a bad mood to begin with. And, and I, I, that makes sense to me. Right. It would seem that any kind of spiritual work, working with crystals, which I do a lot, yeah. um, if you're feeling funky, leave it alone until you're in a better frame right. of mind. Yeah. So. But I feel too. I beg to differ. Okay. Okay. Please. When you when you when you're in a bad space, you you um, Joe Dispenza's work. Yeah. He teaches you if you're in, you know do not leave that chair from your meditation until you know how you want to be, and mm. you can have that shift. Um, you know because if you're if you're in a mood not in a good space, but uh, I think mediumship could help that. I, I think it could help you with it. I think meditation for me it gives you a chance to step back from your life from your problem so you can look at it instead of being in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fair, fair said, Assessment, fairly yeah. said, yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Color. I have this thing about color, um, which, of course, we know has its own Frequencies. energy signature right. and frequency spectrum. Sure. Yeah. You mentioned that, I think, particularly relative to the kids and developing their intuitive abilities or sure. keeping them, because I believe they're, they, we come here with it, keeping it switched on. Right. How can we incorporate color into all of us, into our lives to help and aid that process? Well, you, know what the colors mean. I mean, um, if you notice hospitals and penitentiaries, they're very pale colors like this to keep you calm. You're not going to put a prisoner in a red room. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, and why do you think McDonald's is red and yellow? Sure. Red, the base chakra to get you going in there. Yellow to make you hungry, sensitive. To, you know. And if you remember it, back in the day, um, inside McDonald's used to be red and yellow. That's but right. now notice what colors are they? I don't go in McDonald's. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, me neither. But I mean, I it's, I do have I, I, one in my neighborhood. They're pale blues. They're softer really? colors because they they want because look at McDonald's is trying to change with healthier foods. Organic salads. They want you to hang in McDonald's. So, aren't, so shouldn't they be changing the arches too? <laughs> the, the what? <laughs> changing their arches to the soft. Well, blues. that's a that's a yeah, brand a trademark. When you I'm see, being funny. yeah, but inside it's it's not red and yellow anymore. Red to get you in there, yellow to get you out. Um, and when you walk into a supermarket, look at all the yellows and reds. Mm -hmm. Red to physically get you the which is the base chakra. So anytime you need energy, put a little red on. Okay, um, if you want to be more intuitive, yes. yellow. Yellow. Yellow makes you, and that's the clear sentient ability right okay. here, the solar plexus. The solar green, plexus. Anytime right. I see green with someone, um, green, it means they're a healer or they're being healed. Orange is sexuality, artistic, creative. You want to, you want to do some writing? Put some orange around you. Um, if you're blues, which is the throat chakra. I was going to say the indigos and the... Yeah, those are the higher awareness energy centers okay. also. Yep. So know what colors mean, and then you can incorporate them. And I all, everybody loves black. Everybody likes the color black. And I said, you got to be careful. Black, black is not a negative color. It can be a protective color. But if you take a white car and a black car and you put it in the sun, what car heats up fastest? Mm. 
the black car, mm -hmm. okay? So it attracts the sun. So if you're in a bad space or you're not feeling good and you're wearing black, try not to, you will take in other people's, if you're sensitive, now for everyone who's listening, if you wear black, you're not taking in any, everybody's stuff. What I'm saying is, if you're not in a good space, black, you can take in other people's stuff. It's, the color is so worth So you should stay away from it when you're not in a good space. I say wear a colorful pair, and I say, this is no disrespect, wear <laughs> colorful underwear. That can even be enough to sort of... To set it off, yes. And if, some, if there's a kid in a bright yellow room, I'm talking banana yellow. If you, and if someone who's thinking, who's watching right now, they may say, but my kid's in a yellow room. Then put a picture of the earth, something blue to offset that yellow. And ask yourself too, what color is your kid's room? What color am I wearing? There are reasons why you choose these colors. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, you're wearing blue. I mean, you're wearing purple. Mm -hmm. Higher awareness. Mm -hmm. I like browns to keep me grounded. Blue is my favorite. They're right. real rich Yeah, I love blue. blues. I love blues. Well, I'll tell you, uh, well, it's not a secret because I think I've talked about this publicly before, but I have had, uh, I, for as long as I can remember, associate days of the week with color. Right. Today is a rest day. Tomorrow's navy, Wednesday's indigo, Thursday's lime green, Friday's navy blue, Saturday's white, Sunday's red. It's always been that way for me. They Why? call it synesthesia. Okay. Are you familiar with no. that? Synesthesia, or I'm sorry, that's not, well, yeah, synesthesia is, it's, it's a name that describes people who associate uh, one sense with another that wouldn't make sense. Oh. Some people yeah. can smell color. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it, it tends to be people that, tend to be more artistic. I've, I've heard of this. I've had this all of my life. Right. And so I, I, and I have, I think, an affinity to color. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. But yep. yeah, I, I, so if we're meditating, for instance, would there be one set color that you would what recommend? What do you want? Do you want more energy? Bring in red. You want healing? Bring in green. You want protection? White and gold. You want to be more compassionate? Green. Um, you want to be more intuitive, and depending if you focus on what energy center you're focusing on too, you want to be, uh, you want to work on your clairvoyance, there's that indigo, mm -hmm. okay? You want, um, you want to be more clairaudient to hear, there's the sky blue. Uh, you want to be more intuitive, clairvoyant. Do you have that written down you know, anywhere? Huh? Do you have that written Psychic down? Psychic Navigator. Okay. Yeah, yeah. JohnHolland.com, everyone. Psychic I'm telling navigator. you it's loaded with stuff, but I'm going to go look for that. I think maybe what we can do is link this to the, sure. link that. Because I think that's important. There are so many tools. I, I say to people all the time that we have at our disposal that, um, and I say get creative. Right. I'm for improvising. Sure. I think intu intuition can be cultivated through your imagining. Absolutely. Uh, what you want it to be, what that tool will sure. be for learning. Yeah. So, um, but well, there's, a, there's an exercise we do with imagination in my class. Because some of my classes, people, they, they, they build up. I, they don't know what to expect. I don't have a psychic bone in my body. This is my beginner's class. Uh -huh. and, and I may say, you know what? Get up and uh, pretend you're psychic. Be a psychic. Just pretend. pretend. Go to someone. Yeah. And they're like, okay. All right, I'm going to, you know what I'm seeing here? There's something about scientists or nursing with you. And come to find out, they think they're imagining it, uh -huh. but it's actually playing That's into their psychic thing. ability because they're relaxed with it. Instead yeah. of like, okay, what are you doing? What are you doing? What do you do? You know, what, what does this person do? Can't focus it. I mean, I know you see amazing things um, with, and people and their the development that are. Sure. Are there any people that, how would I ask this? In your I mean, way. I know in my in my <laughs> way, right? That we know that this. I, I believe that we are wired to be, to some extent, and sure. all of us are going to be the Michael Jordan, the Tiger Woods, or the whomever right. of psychic ability. Uh, but are there any people that you would perhaps discourage 
from developing this ability? Any types of people, well, I'm not going to put any words in your mouth, right. are there? I think that you should be in a good space yeah. when you're doing this. So if you're going through a depression or there's a lot of drama in your family, remember, the price of sensitivity is sensitivity. And what, is it there a perfect time? There are times in our life where, okay, everything's cool, and then there's yeah. drama, and then there's, this is cool. So do it when you don't have a lot of uh, drama going on. And someone might be watching who might say, but there's always drama. If you let it. That's right. If you let it. So if you're going through a depression or something, I would wait until you're in a good space because the price of sensitivity is sensitivity. I like that. Yeah. The price of sensitivity is, is sensitivity. Right. Well, I think it's a wonderful thing. Absolutely. You're a busy guy. You got this book going on. Mm -hmm. You're going to be doing a session, a big session, at the upcoming Natural Living Expo. I believe that's November 12th in Marlboro, Massachusetts. By the way, right now, we are in Bedford, New Hampshire, Best still in New England. Best expo ever, though. I mean... I've heard that. I'm yeah. hoping to, to be able to make it this oh, you've never year. Been. So I have not. It's amazing. It's 9,000 people went through their doors wow. last year. And a lot of 9, people 000. from out of the area as well? Yep, out of the area. And it's... um. But remember, we have all of New England to people to tap in. They can tap in here, too, though. But it goes to show you, I'll, I've been there. They, Michelle Bajosian and her mom, Carol, um, they ask me back all the time. It always does well. It's my people. It's New England. Um, but people are still starving for information. I think I mean, so. I there is. In the yeah. shopping, there is unbelievable. What do you see the vendors? It's, it's not a psychic fair. Yeah. This is a holistic Expo with uh -huh. all kinds of stuff from the uh, energy, from environmental to food to uh, Gabrielle Bernstein will be there. Her yes. book just hit number one in the yes, New York Times. Nick Ortner, he's the tapping specialist. He's going to be there. So it's not just woo woo. You got a medium, Gabrielle Bernstein, who's a motivational speaker, the tapping guy, and then there's another um, young woman who's up and coming too. I just can't think of her name right now. So if you go to that, it's fantastic. We'll make sure to have a link to that as right, well. Right, Natural Living Expo. I think that's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. What else you got going on? Well, I'm, I'm, I, Hay House asked me, I haven't written a book in five years, so they called me and they said, John, do you think you have a book in you? That was their way of saying, John, we need a book. And I didn't <laughs> think that I have, how many times can you say the dead are alive? You know what I mean? How right. many books can you say it? And so it did come to me that um, it's, uh, not only do I help people to do their mediumship unfoldment if the potential is there, it's um, people want to know how to connect to their loved ones better. So that's, it's called Bridge Between Two Worlds, learning to connect to your loved ones on the other side. Oh, I so it's great. making them a little more sensitive. But right. it's, I'm in this part now where the teaching aspect comes. So I, I'm going to be real careful, not make it too technical, because uh, it's not just for mediumship students. It's for people that have lost people. Um, I've got another few venues coming up, and then another little writing project after this one. And you have done. a cruise coming up too, right? Got in a cruise coming April? up in April. Yeah, okay. myself with Lisa Williams, Colette, Denise Lynn, and a whole bunch of other people You're a busy going man. to going to the Mexican uh, uh, where the Yucatan and the Aztecs, uh, where the pyramids are, and everything. So <sighs> love it. Yeah, love me it. too. JohnHolland.com, the Natural Living Expo. It's going to be great, you guys. I, John, it, it's such a pleasure. We've known each other how many years? I know, but we didn't. But and remember, we, never we were outside together. at the expo, and then you looked at me, and I looked at you, and you went, John Holland, and then you reminded me about right. Unicorn Bookstore. That's right, the yeah. little bookstore that we used to frequent back in the day. We're not going to date ourselves. And congratulations on you. This is so needed, this kind of lecture. Okay. I mean, these kind of interviews that you're doing. So thank you for helping getting the word out from your perspective and oh, your training. I'm the luckiest person in the world. Yeah. I get to deal with people like you. Thank you, you darling. Thank you. Thank you, John Thank you so Holland. much. And yeah. thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Thank you. 
a psychic perceives and a medium receives. I found that to be an interesting contrast of abilities to reflect upon. John imparted some wonder-filled insight into what it really means to be psychic, and I think there was a bit of synchronicity going on in our discussion as well. When he brought up the idea of autism and ADHD in the context of a possible intuitive shift in our children, right on the heels of my discussion with Mary Rodwell about these same ideas, which she had no way of knowing, I really felt he was tuning into my recent state of mind about these subjects. This discussion, like many I've had in the past, went not necessarily as planned, but it did go exactly where it needed to, and I'm grateful for that. I hope this conversation has inspired your own journey into the fantastic psychic and spiritual realms that are all around us, and that in noticing them, you discover more of who you really are. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to Higher Journeys. Until next time, I'm your host, Alexis Brooks.